Welcome back to another episode of the Bonafide Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Chris Cottrell, and I have more than 10 years of NCAA Division I and Division II men's basketball coaching experience with contacts and relationships across the country and across all levels. I'm here to provide news, analysis, and unprecedented insight into NCAA Division II men's basketball. The purpose of the Bonafide Basketball Podcast is to promote popularize and celebrate the incredible men's basketball programs, players, and coaches at the NCAA Division II level. This is the basketball content you are not getting on ESPN. Good morning and welcome to the fourth week of NCAA Division II men's basketball. We have a lot to look forward to coming up. We've got leagues beginning play, but right now we have to look back because we had a terrific week in NCAA Division II basketball this week. We had a lot of close games. We had some outstanding performances, and we've got some teams that are playing really, really well. You heard Wayne Cavadi and I speak about that over the weekend. So let's recap what happened this week with some scores, performances, news, and notes from around the country. Unfortunately, in the Central Intercollegiate Athletic Association and the CIAA, Virginia State has opted out of basketball activities for the 2021 season. The CIAA will begin competition uh, with a 16-game league schedule, as was proposed to begin on January 9th. We have not yet seen how Virginia State's withdrawal will impact that schedule, but we will monitor the situation. Our thoughts go out to Coach Blow uh, at Virginia State. It's unfortunate we feel, you know, I definitely feel for your student athletes right now. That's a, uh, it's a difficult, difficult challenge that uh, I'm sure you'll navigate along with them. Hopefully everyone is, is safe and healthy. We are thinking of you at Virginia State. Out West, the California Collegiate Athletic Association, the CCAA, their board of presidents working with conference and institution administrators made the decision to forego, to cancel a 2021 conference schedule and championships for all sports. Unfortunate, uh, obviously this decision is made based on what's happening around the state of California due to the coronavirus. Our thoughts go out to all the student athletes in the CCAA. Uh, Stay safe, stay healthy going forward through this challenge. The PSAC and the CCAA are the only two NCAA Division II conferences who have opted out of men's basketball entirely this season. But let's get to good news. In the Great American Conference, they have released a 2021 men's basketball preseason poll. Southeastern Oklahoma State placed first in the Western Division. Southern Arkansas earned the top spot, according to the coaches, in the Eastern Division. Henderson State and Oklahoma Baptist followed those two schools. The Great American Conference's basketball season will feature a 20-game divisional schedule. Opening night set for tip-off Thursday, January 7th. 2021. The Lone Star Conference announced their preseason coaches poll. Number one, no surprise, all their returners, Coach Brown, they are number three in the country. The preseason favorite in the Lone Star Conference is West Texas A&M. Number two, Angelo State, voted number three, Lubbock Christian. Number four, St. Edwards with Coach Andre Cook. And number five, Dallas Baptist. The preseason player of the year in the Lone Star Conference, West Texas A&M's Quay Grant, a junior guard. He was player of the year last season in the conference. The preseason All-American averaged 
20.7 points per game and seven and a half rebounds per game in a shortened season last year. First games in the Lone Star Conference this Friday, December 11th. Pretty exciting stuff. The Lone Star Conference opens their season Friday and Saturday. Same opponent, same location, back-to-back days. Should be a blast. The Gulf South Conference, their preseason coaches poll was announced earlier this week. They will compete this year in Eastern and Western Divisions. Coaches selected Valdosta State as the East Division favorite. Valdosta State returns preseason all Gulf South guards. Burke Putnam, who averaged 11.7 points per game, three assists per game, and Amoris Agee at 12 points per game and four and a half rebounds per game. Alabama Huntsville was selected the West Division favorite. Alabama Huntsville returns two preseason All-Golf South Conference selections. J.J. Kaplan, who was a two-time All-Conference selection previously, and guard Max Schulman, who led the team in scoring last year at 12.7 points per game. Looking back, recapping some of the games from around NCAA Division II basketball last week. Man, did we have a bunch of great games and great performances. The third week of Division II hoops saw the opening of the Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference, the opening of the Great Midwest Athletic Conference, and the Peach Belt also opened play and had a number of games this week. So let's start there. Let's start with the Peach Belt. Let's start with Division II Flagler College taking the trip north to Central Michigan, Division I in the Mid-American Conference. Flagler leads 43-30 at halftime. Flagler proceeded to outscore Central Michigan 26-5 in the first eight minutes of the second half to run away with a 92-73 win. Flagler became the fourth Division II team from the Southeast region to defeat a Division I opponent. Flagler joins Queens, Southern Wesleyan, and Emmanuel College in Georgia as the teams in the Southeast region that defeated Division I opponents. Flagler was led by forward Chris Metzger with 26 points, 7 rebounds. Metzger shot 13 of 15 from the field. Guard Jalen Barr finished with a double-double, 17 points, 12 rebounds. And guard Yezik Lottie hit three triples. He finished with 19 points. Flagler turned Central Michigan over 18 times. They out-rebounded the Chippewas 36 31. Congrats to Flagler. They have a nice backcourt. They've got uh, good experience, and then they've got some guys that can really shoot it. So congrats to Flagler going up to Central Michigan, getting the Division I victory. Elsewhere in the Peach Belt Conference, we had a great game unfolded uh, in Augusta, Georgia. We had a game that was a tale of two halves, and both coaches had to be really pleased with 20 minutes of play on each side. Lander, under first-year head coach Omar Watad, faced off against Augusta State in a not, what was considered a non-conference matchup. This was a crazy game, but it was entertaining to watch. First half, Lander leads Augusta 43-25. Your final score, Augusta 87, Lander 72. You heard that correctly. Augusta State outscored Lander 62-29 in the second half to win at home. Augusta started the second half on an 18-2 run. I really like Augusta's big man, Tyshawn Crawford, who finished with 16 points, 9 rebounds. Guard Darren Lucas-White from Augusta led all scores with 22. He really, you know, he made a lot of plays. I thought he carried Augusta in the second half. I like Lander's guards. Deion Berry and Jermaine Patterson, both explosive. They can defend. They impact both ends of the floor. They get to the rim. They make shots. They both played well for the Bearcats. Both teams will be back in action on Wednesday in Peach Belt play. Interesting game, but I think both teams are teams to watch going forward in the Peach Belt. 
The first games of the season in the Great Midwest Athletic Conference took place this week, and I really like the Findlay Oilers. They were picked number one in the preseason coaches poll. I really like their guards. They are deep uh, off the bench with Joey Edmonds and Ethan Lindler. Tommy Schmack starts for the for the Oilers, and those three guards really uh, really bring a nice combination of uh, experience and talent and an ability to make plays for one another and themselves. Finley defeats Trevecan Nazarene this week. Finley, like I said, they're deep. They controlled the pace. You can see why they were picked number one in the GMAC preseason. Elsewhere in the Great Midwest Athletic Conference, I really liked watching Hillsdale, who got their first win of the season on Saturday. Austin Yerian went off. He made six threes. He was 10 of 17 from the field. He finished with 28 points. Really good win for Hillsdale against uh, Trevecca Nazarene, who was down a handful of players, according to their broadcast. Tiffin University also gets their first win in the GMAC. They joined Findlay and Hillsdale at 1-0. In the Great Lakes Valley Conference, we had a number of games that were postponed, but we did get our first look at number seven in the country, University of Missouri-St. Louis. UMSL defeated Quincy on Thursday night, 89-64, but then they turned around and suffered a loss. Number seven in the country falls on Saturday to Truman State. Truman State defended really well. They took a lot of driving lanes away for UMSL guard Yakima Rose. They did a nice job plugging up the paint. They rebounded the ball really well. They didn't allow UMSL to get a lot of easy looks, easy baskets. Everything was contested. I thought Truman State uh, really did a nice job on the defensive end of limiting to limiting, you know, uh, Umsel to a forced one and done, and then offensively Truman shot the ball really well. Mason Miller made seven threes. He finished with 25 points. Cade McKnight had a game high 26 points, and Truman shot the ball really well as a team. They made 12 three pointers. Truman State three and zero, playing really good basketball in the GLVC. At three and one in the GLVC. I also like what I've seen from Rockhurst. Chris Hamill's playing really well. He's been their most consistent guard in the backcourt, averaging 21 points per game. His backcourt running mate, Curtis Lewis, averaging 15 points per game. He had a huge game Saturday. Uh, Lewis had 33 points against Missouri S&T. He made five threes, had four assists. That backcourt combination has been really good for Rockhurst. They're playing really well, really steady, and those two guards kind of make them go. Uh, look for Rockhurst to continue to, to climb in the GLBC. 25, Southern Indiana, uh, University of Indianapolis, and Drury are currently paused. We hope to have them back next week. In the MIAA, a quick plug about the MIAA, because if you haven't listened to my interview with Commissioner Mike Racy, uh, check it out. We had a great discussion about everything from his, uh, his vision for the future of the MIAA to the growth of the conference, the national championships that member institutions have won in his tenure, as well as a really insightful discussion about their return to play procedures this basketball season. So if you haven't listened to that episode with MIAA Commissioner Mike Racy, please check it out. This week in the MIAA, we had a ton of close games. Thursday night, I had mistakenly tweeted out, and I have since deleted, that Cam Martin hit a buzzer beater to put Missouri Southern over the top against Northeastern State. I was wrong. The play-by-play stream had been updated, counting the basket. However, because the basket went in, 
it still did not count against the buzzer. I went back, I watched the game the next day on Friday. So watching the game on Synergy, I'm able to fast forward, slow it down. The basketball is on the fingertips of Martin's hand as the light on the backboards turn, turn red and the clock reads zero. Tough loss for Missouri Southern, but a really good game. Kim Martin finished with 26 points, eight rebounds. He also had six assists. They were playing without Winston DeSosa. Stan Scott stepped up. Christian Brundy, uh, Lawson Jenkins were all in double figures. But I think without DeSosa, uh, Missouri Southern misses a little bit of a dynamic in the backcourt, explosiveness, ability to get paint touches, move the ball, and then also finish uh, finish, you know, and create his own shot. Northeastern State was led by Caleb Williams, who had 24 points at halftime. He finished with 36 on 10 of 20 from the field and seven made threes. Missouri Southern did bounce back on Saturday with a win against Rogers State. They had uh, Winston DeSosa back, who had 18 points, four rebounds, four assists. Uh, his consistency and his backcourt play, you know, uh, has helped the Lions. He has to be consistent. He has to be able to perform that way every night to make his backcourt mates better and help Cam Martin with the scoring burden. In the MIAA, another hot start for Washburn. They're atop the league standings. They are 4-0. Their only loss coming outside of conference play uh, against the University of Kansas, who happens to be pretty good. Uh, Washburn got wins this week against Central Oklahoma and Newman. Washburn is being led by Tyler Geeman. He's averaging 18 points per game, six rebounds per game. Drew Mayshoff averaging 15 points and five rebounds per game. Johnny, Johnny Clossing and Jalen Lewis both averaging more than 10 points per game. Lewis uh, is shooting 50% from three. So they've got a nice combination of scoring uh, guys that get to the rim and guys that can shoot it from the perimeter, including Lewis. Uh, Washburn also turning up the heat defensively, holding opponents to 68 points per game and 40% from the field. At the top of the MIAA, the number one team in the country, Northwest Missouri State, is continuing their hot streak. They get a win on Thursday over Central Missouri and a convincing win against Lincoln Saturday. Bearcats up there with Washburn, sitting at 3-0 in the MIAA. Another team making headlines in the MIAA under first-year head coach Will Martin, Missouri Western. Missouri Western Griffins were picked preseason number five. They are 3-0 as of right now with wins over Roger State, Lincoln, and Central Missouri. None of these wins are within 10 points. Missouri Western is playing well, and they are winning easily. They are leading the MIAA in scoring offense. They average 85 points per game. And... Field goal percentage defense, they are number one in the MIAA, limiting opponents to 38% from the field. And their turnover margin, they force 18 turnovers per game. The Griffins have five players averaging double figures, scoring the basketball with Will Eames, who leads the way at 16 points per game, nine rebounds per game. A really interesting statistic as you dive into Missouri Western, they only have 30 assists on 83 made field goals, less than half of their field goals are assisted. They come off the pass. So Missouri Western has a bunch of dudes who can go out and create their own half-court offense. They can go get theirs. They have depth. They have balanced scoring. But they also have great defense, which means they're creating a lot of offense off their defense and scoring easy baskets, uncontested baskets, unassisted baskets. A, a simple recipe for success thus far for Missouri Western. In the South Atlantic Conference, down south, 
On the same day that we saw number seven, Umsel, fall, we see number 10 go down. Queen's University of Charlotte defeated at home by Wingate University in a geographical rivalry. Those schools located about 25 miles apart from one another in Charlotte, North Carolina. Wingate erased a 17-point deficit to come back and beat the Royals 80-71. The only game played in the sack on Saturday saw the Royals take an early lead. Wingate really struggled out of the gate. Queens looked really good. They got a lot of uh, a lot of easy buckets. They made open threes, but Wingate outscored Queens 27-9 in the final eight minutes to take home the victory. They have now won three in a row in the South Atlantic Conference. Wingate moves to three and two. Off the bench, Andreas Wilson hit his first four three-pointers in the first half. He kept the Bulldogs connected. They were just close enough at halftime to go in feeling okay about the way they had played, knowing they could play better. Andreas Wilson would finish with 19 points off the bench. Wingate also saw Miguel Priest and Jaron Cottingham hit big shots down the stretch to secure the victory. Cottingham finished with 16. Uh, Francis Cio had 14 points for Wingate, and uh, Miguel Priest finished with 12. Big win for Wingate. They are now 3-2 in the sack. They have won three in a row. Finally, opening weekend for the Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference. The first victories of the year for Westminster, who was picked number 10 preseason in the coaches' poll. They defeat MSU Denver 56-55. They also defeat Colorado Christian to start 2-0 in RMAC play. Colorado Mesa up at 2-0 with Westminster. Colorado Mesa defeats Colorado Christian and Metro State. Adams State, Colorado School of the Mines, and Regis also earned victories this weekend. More updates coming soon from the RMAC this week. There you have it, a wrap-up of the best of the best in our third week of NCAA Division II basketball. Thanks for listening to the Bonafide Basketball Podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, download the Bonafide Basketball Pod, and please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify or whatever platform you're using to enjoy the Bonafide Basketball Pod. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram for the most recent news and content around the country from NCAA Division II men's basketball. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bonafide Basketball Podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and download this episode and future episodes of the Bonafide Basketball Pod. We are available on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Anchor, or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. The Bonafide Basketball Podcast is the basketball content you are not getting on ESPN.